Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. I gotta tell y'all, I'm fit to be tied as I record this podcast. At the revisionist history from the mainstream media, that just surprised me. But our side, too, about how we got here. Facing contagion, collapse, potentially, from our banking system. How bad is it this bad? Headline. This is the only thing you need to read today. From CNBC. Headline. I never thought I'd read this in my country. Moody's cuts outlook on U.S. banking system to negative. Citing, quote, rapidly deteriorating operating environment what welcome to the reality of having the same rating from moody's for your banking system as slovakia would you put your money in a slovakian bank yeah neither would the rest of the world this is due moody says to quote and i'm quoting market watch extremely volatile funding conditions now here's where the total denial of reality comes in well, we got the leftist media, which is pretty much all of them, talking some blah, blah, blah about how the problem here is the economy is so on fire that we have inflation and that the DOJ is going to go into SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, and find the bad guys who did this. That creates the impression that this is just, you know, a one-off situation. There's some bad guys doing some bad stuff. They're going to get them. And on our side, it's almost as bad. They're talking about pronoun videos and liberal donors and how there wasn't a risk manager at SVB. Again, it creates the same fabrication, just in another way. This is just, you know, this is just contained to these couple of banks. They were woke. Of course they went broke. Nothing to see here. Hey, let's print some more money. What's driving me to distraction this morning, I'm, I'm literally on edge, is watching both sides laugh. At SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, those idiots putting tens of trillions of dollars in risky investments. You mean the 10-year treasury? Formerly thought until uh, five minutes ago to be the safest investment on earth? That, yeah, idiots. What do they put the money in? You can find this on the right and on the left in the media. Nobody's talking about what really caused this. Censorship. Wait, what? Is that another podcast? No. Censorship. How'd this happen? 
Most specifically, the FBI censored all the right virologists, virologists from Harvard and Oxford, virologists from Stanford, world famous guys, the inventor of the COVID vaccine, all of them trying desperately to tell us lockdowns don't work. That would eventually be proven beyond a shadow of a doubt, peer reviewed and published in all the major journals. But it was too late. The censorship had already killed our economy and maybe our economic future as a country. Why? Because we'd already printed trillions of dollars to pay people to stay home for no reason. That was phase one. Now, here's how the liberalism at Silicon Valley Bank actually killed that bank off. Our news, whether it's Fox Business or CNN Business, is equally censored. Go on Twitter and you'll find financial prognosticators that predicted all of this inflation. They've got followings higher than most CNN cable shows. Most Fox News business shows have ratings, but they will never be allowed on because they speak the truth. And the only truth that Fox Business, CNN Business or CNBC wanted to hear was that inflation was no big deal. Inflation was going away. We could print all the money we wanted and it would be fine. So I don't actually blame the guys at Silicon Valley Bank one iota. Why? They had tens of billions of dollars, more than they could conceivably invest. So they took a look at the short-term treasury bonds with a yield of 0.25 and they took a look at the 10-year bonds with a yield of over one and they said, well, we'll put half the money in the treasury bonds, because look, every time we turn on the TV, every time we open up the Wall Street Journal, every time we watch Fox Business and CNN Business, and every time we listen to the Treasury Secretary and the Federal Reserve Chairman and Joe Biden and Jen Psaki and everyone, they're saying what? In unison, it's only transitory. Anybody would have done what they did. And that's what no one will tell you. Not our side and not their side because we're living in mass delusion. But there was one person who told you, well, two, actually. One of them was Larry Summers. I began telling you we were headed for massive inflation in February of 2021 if we passed the American Rescue Act. So did Larry Summers. No one would talk to him. He had to go all the way to the UK to the Financial Times to scream and plead and beg for Joe Biden not to do the American Rescue Plan, not to print a trillion dollars in four months, two trillion in less than a year. He begged, he screamed, he cried, and so did I. Larry Summers is a Democrat, former Treasury Secretary. They censored him. They laughed. None of the hundreds of economists warning about this and me, your humble host, were listened to by anyone. They weren't allowed to be seen on any of the cable shows. By June of 2021, everybody was saying the same thing in unison in this country, like zombies. No economist thinks there'll be inflation. And so in June and July, SVB and probably a lot of other banks whose names we don't know yet, but we will as they collapse because this is going to spread all plunged into the 10-year bond market. Why? The payout was better than the short-term bond market. Besides, you could always sell those bonds if you needed them. Oh, wow. Look at those interest rate hikes and the rest is history. Why do we have the hikes? Because as it turns out, there was always going to be inflation. 
We are here precisely for one reason. Because the Biden administration lied its rear end off, saying things like this. There, there's nobody suggesting there's unchecked inflation on the way. No serious economist. And then the networks from Fox Business to CNBC made that true because they vanished all the serious economists. They vanished anyone who wasn't willing to go along with the consensus. And I damn near lost my mind because I knew what they were doing. And I told you at the time they were all lying. So we could get one last hit of dopamine. One, two, three, four. Who knew? Last multi-trillion dollar runs on the printing press. Even as inflation began to tick up. In the summer of 2021, they invented the transitory lie. It was the first time ever that we've seen not just the president and his press secretary, but also the Federal Reserve chairman and the Treasury secretary lie to the American people. Now, look, markets, market makers, hedge fund managers, they're used to politicians lying about the economy around election time. They don't believe that stuff. They're too smart. All the politicians always say, hey, we have a roaring economy. We're going to have a roaring economy. My job's creation program's making it, but they know it's a lie. But they did something they'd never done before. They told a lie when it wasn't election time, when it was 2021. And it wasn't just Biden lying. It was people that we and other investors around the world used to think they could believe. People who hadn't been captured, hadn't been politicized before. It was a Federal Reserve chairman. It was a Treasury secretary. It was the president. It'd be fine. Invest in our Treasury bonds. And so SVB did. And so did a shocking range of other banks whose collapses we're going to read about in three, two, one, kabloop. It's all coming, folks. Moody's knows it. Heck, as late as November 2021, when we'd already seen inflationary rates begin to tick up, Sugarback Saki, spokes hack for Joe Biden, was still trying to rally the markets for spending, sorry, printing $1.5 trillion more. Inflation? What inflation? There's no inflation. We can keep printing. Americans are seeing their dollars, their paychecks. Uh, stretched right now. Why should Americans not be concerned that injecting another $1.75 trillion or more would further raise inflation? Because no economist out there is projecting that this will have a negative impact on inflation. Uh, And actually, what it will help do is it will help increase economic productivity. uh, It will help uh, economic growth in this country. Uh, That and the Build Back Better agenda will help reduce inflation, will help cut costs for the American people over the long term. So we passed it. Ten, we printed it. Even more evil, it was around the summer of 2021 that the Fed should have stopped printing the money, told Congress it was in trouble and hiked interest rates. Everything would have been fine had they simply done that. But the Fed lied. They delayed the interest rate hikes. Why? Because it would have caused the bank failures you're seeing right now. They wanted another run on the printing press. Trillions more for their friends. So more mini mansions could pop up like mushrooms after the rain around Washington, D.C. That's why they lied. But it represented our first in American history. The world over, investors and on Wall Street had always thought they could trust, again, the Treasury Secretary, the Federal Reserve Chairman. They've learned they can't. And the fallout for that in the coming years will be foreign capital fleeing our banks if they're still standing. Even now, in the midst of all of this, the Federal Reserve won't commit to ending the rate hikes or the printing that it does down the hall 
from the office where they decide on the rate hikes, the printing that causes the rate hikes in the first place. And no one in Congress, nobody is talking about stopping the spending either. It gives you an idea how bad the end stage addiction to the printing press actually is. They are seeing the beginnings of the collapse of the banking system, the downgrading by Moody's. Pretty serious. But is anybody talking about changing anything? Oh, heck no. They figured they can lie and censor their way out of this. That's why Senator Kelly on that conference call the other day, as I mentioned in yesterday's podcast, said, well, let's just, you know, we can just censor. We'll just censor anything bad about the banks on social media. Nah, people be fooled. They'll leave their money in. This is how Washington deals with reality now. They don't face it like we did in the 70s. Stop the printing, hike the interest rates, fix the problem, see the economy, boom. No, they've been spoiled like little children. They figure, well, what is censor it? Make anyone talk about it, go away, and we'll just continue. And why wouldn't you think you could censor the collapse of the banking industry, given they have almost complete control of speech in 14 out of the 15 social media and search engine platforms? Hey, speaking of censorship, I want to tack this on the back. Folks, America now has brown shirts. My grandma, who grew up in the Weimar Republic of Germany, would have recognized this. Back then in Germany, before the Nazis took over, it was a street brawl, a bloody one, between the communist black shirts and the socialist brown shirts. Here's how it worked. If you weren't with one of those groups, you didn't get to make a political speech publicly they'd beat the tar out of you. And if you were with the brown shirt socialists and you had their permission to speak, the communists in their black shirts would still try to beat you. If you were a communist protected speaker, the brown shirts would still try to beat you. And if you weren't with either, good luck. Well, Charlie Kirk wasn't with either. Charlie Kirk, a pretty mainstream Republican, nothing too hardcore about the guy. He's a nice guy, I like him, tried to, to speak at University of California at Davis. Here's how that just went. Antifa clashing with riot police at the University of California Davis late last night. These violent protesters leaving one officer hurt and parts of campus trash in a failed attempt to stop conservative activist Charlie Kirk from speaking. The riot police forced to take down a violent chanting crowd of Antifa members as they harass people waiting in line for a Turning Point USA speech by Charlie Kirk. Rioters could be seen shouting at people and calling them fascists as they quietly filed into a large auditorium on the campus of the University of California Davis. Charlie Kirk describing what happened next. He says, quote, violent left-wing agitators just smashed through windows outside of the event venue here at UC Davis. Reports are that some of this group made their way into the building before police successfully removed them. Pray for peace and safety for all involved. Some rioters painted graffiti on the side of that auditorium as police officers looked on and tried to keep the violent mob away. At least one officer was injured, though. UC Davis releasing a statement that reads in part. Here's how Charlie Kirk reacted, though, last night. 
I don't know if you saw, but they broke some windows, uh, the terrorists did outside to try to come in. Um, people had things thrown at them. The whole place was spray painted, not just throughout the week, but also tonight. We are not going to put up with force of trying to shut down people you don't like. And instead, we are going to have a free society based on speech, based on dialogue, based on discourse. And tonight is a statement to them that they're the losers and that speech wins in America. That is what tonight is all about. Meanwhile, the almost violent freak show that broke out at Stanford University. The protest of the school's dean, Jenny Martinez, for daring to apologize for the near assault on Fifth Circuit appellate judge Kyle Duncan, who dared to speak at the school while being non-woke. This stuff's crazy. Martinez, a hardcore woke liberal, showed up to teach her class, but they weren't forgiving her, not at all, for daring to pen a tepid apology. Her chalkboard was covered completely with signs jeering her. She was confronted with students dressed in black, all in black and wearing face masks that read counter speech is free speech. They jeered her. And as she ran down the hall, she faced hundreds more students mocking her. Folks, this is all over one judge federal judge, sitting judge, they disagree with, who wasn't sufficiently woke, being allowed to speak at Stanford for an hour. Like Charlie Kirk, she was left to fight on alone. There's no one on our side standing up for these people. You have to risk life and limb to speak at all. But if we don't start speaking, our economy's going to tank because nobody in the world can even get an accurate financial read on what's going on in this country because of the endless lying by our government and the censorship or disregarding of anybody wanting to criticize the official narrative. The narrative is killing us. This isn't going to work. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.